are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday here on the Steve Dace Show podcast edition on Westwood One. I am Steve Dace. Thank you for tuning in today on your platform of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, your mobile device of choice, no matter wherever you are or whenever you are choosing to tune in on demand. We greatly appreciate you carving out a little bit of time to hang out here with us and let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Since we believe in truth on this program, you should know this podcast is not free. Now, it is free for you, the people, but we don't do this for nothing. CRTV is our benevolent benefactor here. They're underwriting the cost of this podcast to make it available for free to those of you. And we just wrapped up producing our television show today for CRTV. Let's give the audience a preview of what's to come, Todd. Well, uh, we talked a lot about uh, Alfie Evans. and Still alive. Still alive. Despite his country's best efforts, he is still alive at the time we're taping this, which is about 1.30 Eastern. And that conversation, um, I don't know, one way of summing it up, at least for me, is... Uh, Arc, the movie of the Untouchables. Sean Connery, bullet ridden, laying on the ground, breathing his last breath, and he grabs Kevin Costner's Elliot Ness by the scruff of the neck, and his dying words are, "What are you prepared to do?" Mm. Our culture right now, Western civilization, is Sean Connery. It is dying. What are you, perhaps the last generation, to enjoy the fruits, the increasingly rotten fruits of that great accomplishment prepared to do to make sure that you kids get to share in some of that fruit instead of being summarily executed? Aaron. Yeah. There's uh, there's a point where some of these stories that we talk about, it's just there is no earthly remedy for what's going on, and that is... is a tough pill to swallow. This Alfie Evans case is, seems like it's one of those, one of those instances. How can, um, you know, how can this be happening? Um, It, the whole story is just difficult to think about. And we get into that in more depth with Daniel Horowitz today and have kind of a broader discussion about, as Todd was saying, about what do we do and what are we prepared to do. Um, and there are, no, <laughs> there are no good answers. There are no easy answers because um, the pervasiveness of progressivism, secular humanism is... Um, it is daunting right now. It's a good time to remind yourself. This is not... We say this sometimes in church circles. It becomes a cliche. But seriously, God is sovereign. 
and we have to remember that. That should give us. I'm just sorry. I keep interrupting your in the no. middle of your breaths. You're on a roll. Well, goddess, we have to remember that it may not make us high on life, but it should give us peace. So that's my encouragement. Well, if you want to watch us have that existential roundtable conversation today on CRTV, CRTV.com, promo code DACE is how you can subscribe, get access to not just our show, but every single show from the great one, Mark Levin, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty, all the way on down to us, the brand new show with Graham Allen we just launched as well. CRTV.com, promo code DACE gets you a discounted subscription to CRTV. Well, it's Wednesday on the podcast. It's my favorite day because I have to do literally no prep for this whatsoever. Aaron takes over the show. We play this little game called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Why do we do this? Well, we do it for two reasons. One, so I can pawn my work off on somebody else. And two, because it gives us a chance to cover a myriad of topics that maybe don't deserve like their own singular program, but are important or fun to touch upon nonetheless. And it, it's good to, you know, put yourself on the spot, make yourself have to make you know, judgment calls, gut check calls every now and then. So Aaron's going to throw out a series of, we hope, provocative statements. Todd and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Hopefully have at least one good reason why. Once per show, one of us is allowed to exercise a hold, but unless you do so because the, the statement is so vapid, so terrible, you will be immediately ridiculed for being a punk as the dude code commands. Aaron, you're up. All righty. Jacob Hibbard says Italy follows through and charges the UK government with murder. From your lips to God's ears. Um, but I still am not sure. Because the embassy, sell. yeah, the embassy is saying that we will accuse. The Italian embassy is saying that they will accuse the UK of murder. I would love for that to be true. Yes. Yep. And I I give the Italians credit for saying we will care for the child and the Vatican's hospitals and specialists said they would do the same thing. But that's now where we're moving beyond Passive is not the right word, okay? Because there's a negative connotation there I don't mean. We're moving beyond a reactive form of mercy to a proactive form of justice. And I, I just, I'd love to be wrong about this, but I, I, don't, I don't sense we have much zeal for proactive justice remaining amongst the powers that be here in the West if we did, the queen who's sitting over there at Buckingham Palace, who. The new grandbaby. With a new grandbaby who's a person of sincere faith, we're told, and used to invite Billy Graham over to Buckingham Palace to talk the faith and talk theology with him, would probably sit there and say, Hell no, this is not my last legacy. This is not. Because what is she now, 117? She would just not be sitting there saying, this is not how 
my regime ends. This is like your column about the Pope. Yes. Just like, go down there, BC. Yes. I mean, I, I, the Pope received his father. The father had to go to him. The Pope received his father, prayed for him, offered him encouragement. I give him credit for that. But that's reactive mercy. Proactive justice is the Pope jumps in one of those planes and like a boss walks right through the front door of the hospital with a throng of television cameras and says, I dare you in the presence of the living God to execute this child. I'm here for the kid. Hand me the baby now. We're, yep. we're walking out of here. Yeah. And I, I, I think proactive justice also has Queen Elizabeth say, uh, hell no, not on my watch. We're not doing this. It's not who we are. Well, Steve, it's a ceremonial position. It's a ceremonial position that comes with an incredible amount of weight and influence when exercised. Yeah, and if you are one yeah. of the longest-serving monarchs in the history of this country and you don't feel you have the wherewithal to you know, play this hand, what's the point? I asked the same question when we had this conversation about the Pope at that point. If Queen Elizabeth came out today and said, we are, we, this child should be granted mercy, do you really believe they would execute the child? I hope. No, I hope not. They would not. They would not. They wouldn't. Uh, we're not, but we're we're at a point where there is no proactive justice, and I'm not calling for this. I'm just telling you historically, this will be the result once 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 it becomes known to those who still believe in true justice, not the fake Marxist variety of social justice, real justice. Once it becomes known that the powers that be will not fulfill their God-given role of punishing evil to reward good, history of mankind has shown that is when people will begin taking that justice into their own hands. Correct. I'm a Christian. I don't believe in lawlessness. I don't believe... In wild, wild west scenarios and posses and things of that nature. Because you can rile up a posse to string up an innocent man. That's why we have systems. God gave us, where do we get notions of witnesses and, and, and sanctuaries? Where do all these words come from? They come right out of the Levitical law that God gave us. God revealed to mankind. And that doesn't necessarily mean that what comes next, if they are successful in toppling... That doesn't mean that it's going to be better because France is on its 1500th constitution. Right. Look how all of that went down. I got in trouble several years ago. I think Keith Oberman or Rachel Maddow, somebody made me their worst person in America. When George Tiller, the uh, late-term abortionist, was murdered at his church, if you'll recall, he was handing out pamphlets at his church and a vigilante walked in and murdered him in cold blood. You remember that story? And I clearly made the point that what his murderer did is not justice. He took the system into his own hands. Someone else could have been hurt. An innocent person could have been killed. God is not a God of disorder. He is not a God of posses, wild, wild west shooting galleries. He is a God of order. There's no power on earth except that which God has ordained. He has ordained an authority on earth to exercise that justice and then he has placed us in a country that one of the rare times in history when our authorities will not exercise this justice we get to exercise justice on them we have a system we have a a a way of doing this 
And then after I laid this out, I then said, but the reality is, you're going to create more people like this killer of George Tiller when you allow wickedness and evilness to go, not even unpunished, but rewarded. More people are going to see that and say, well, if the system can't be trusted, I guess I got to take it upon myself to do that. And the sad truth of the matter is there are babies that are going to be born in that state today and in that community today who, if George Tiller were still alive, would not be, probably. What did I say there that's not true? Nothing. Nothing. And that's exactly why, I can't remember if it was her or him, lost their minds. I came to work the next day. We're flooded with emails. This was a WHO when I worked there. We are flooded with emails. I might have to be fired. I'm advocating killing, you know, medical providers. First of all, if you're killing people, you're not a medical provider. But I actually didn't advocate killing anybody. The exact opposite. And we actually ended up doing an, uh, a digital audit of all the IP addresses that sent us these emails. Two out of literally dozens, 40, 50, 60 emails we got. Two came from the state IP addresses in Iowa, and one of them came from the Quad Cities area where WHO can't even be, uh, it can't even really be listened to. Almost all of them were like Delaware, Hawaii. Sure. This is what this is a technique the left uses called jamming, where they where they jam your inboxes with hate or your comment section with hate to make you think this is what your audience thinks or what the community thinks, and it's really a couple of gay guys in Hawaii from Delaware that are just, you know, sitting there hitting send and click with multiple Gmail accounts and, you know, software that allows them to create Yahoo and Hotmail email accounts in bulk with different identities. We're going to create more people that will take the law into their own hands when the law will not be upheld by the lawful. That is the history of mankind, folks. I don't want to re- I don't want the French Revolution. Denzel Washington made a movie called John Q about this. It's not just you postulating this. This is what happened. Well, he, he one of the movies he made a couple of years ago was based on a TV series from our childhood, The Equalizer. Yeah. Second one coming and out. And now they yeah. have another one coming out because that movie was a big enough hit. You're talking about a timeless uh, one, of the, one of the you want to know let me tell you a dirty little secret I know the preferred narrative as to why and I can't get enough because I'm a nerd about this stuff I'm a fanboy but the dirty little the preferred narrative about why every fourth movie now is a, is a, is a comic book movie is we have, you know, nerds are cool again. Like, you know, two and a half, or shows like The Big Bang Theory. And we, with today's CGI technology, we can bring these characters to life in ways, believably, we couldn't do it in the past. Right? You've heard all that stuff, right? Sure. That's, and there's, that's, that, that's all true. Let me tell you, there's, there's another truth out there they don't want to tell you. You're cheering on Batman now for the same reason you cheered on Dirty Harry in 1973. You cheered on Dirty Harry in 1973 because you came out of the lawlessness of the counterculture. Riots, weathermen blowing up buildings, you know, Obama's buddies. You came out of all that stuff. And then, you know, you had what the tragedy at Kent State. You came out of all this turbulence and all this countercultural violence. And you could see that the system just was not prepared to do what must be done to keep order. 
And along comes Clint Eastwood with that 44 Magnum. He'll keep the order. And that's why you couldn't get enough of Do You Feel Lucky Punk? And that's why you like Batman. That's why you like waking up and Chow is in handcuffs, beaten to a pulp, laying outside the Gotham City courthouse with a note. Because somebody freaking did something. Now, I'm not advocating we all go Charles Bronson and Death Wish. I am just simply telling you when the law will not uphold itself for the lawful, people will take the law into their own hands. I am not advocating that. I'm not encouraging that. You're doing I'm, the math. I'm, I'm just doing the math. I'm just telling you what the arc of human history says. This is what will go down. I think we both sold, though, right? No, I, I'm I'm actually... I'm just going to go with my gut reaction. Uh, I, I'm going to to buy only because when I heard this I said what this is Europe we're talking about this right. is a European and unless this is some fly by night tweet if they actually somebody of substance who was in his right mind and had the authority to say this and issue this publicly if it if it was some liberal thing in reverse but if they actually said this and thought about it I'm I'm gonna buy and believe that they meant it. And I pray to God that's true. So do I. Oh, me too. Smug Steve, the lesser, says Twitter manipulated their trending topics to exclude Alfie Evans. Totally buy. Buying There's that. no question about it. Totally buy. Take it to the bank. Take it to Vegas. The last two days, I have had the most consistent retweet. I bet you when I get my Twitter summary for next week. I may have, this might be the most traffic I've generated probably since the Iowa caucuses where I'm on the front lines of that, huh. okay? I can just see in my mentions, retweets, sure. the numbers, you know, I, I'm, I'm a second or third tier, depending on how you want to define that, conservative media personality. And I've, I've had a few tweets with Alfie Evans in the last 36 hours generating like Ben Shapiro kind of traffic that he gets every day. And I bring that up because if I'm a second or third tier conservative media personality, that means I'm a niche of an already existing niche. So if you're into conservative media, you're a niche, and then I'm a niche within a niche. If I'm generating this much traffic, and I'm, you know, I'm not at the, I know we joke we're at the bottom. We're not at the bottom. We're probably, we love self-deprecating humor around here. That's one of the ways as guys we keep our egos in checks, lady, ladies, okay? If we were being brutally honest, we're probably somewhere in a, in a nice middle-class neighborhood of conservative media. You think that's fair? Yeah, we're like Kia. Sure. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, that's a good one. We're a nice middle-class neighborhood. We're not in a gated community. We're not in the ghetto. We're in a nice middle-class neighborhood. Promo code Kia. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Like that movie Crazy People when we were kids when they were doing the, the insane were making commercials because they were so good and they made a Volvo commercial. Volvo, boxy, but good. That's us. There, there you go. Something <laughs> like that. You bet. I can go with that. We're not a Pinto. Man, we're not a Trans Am. We're a Volvo. I like that. Um, if I can generate, given that status, if I'm generating that level of traffic... 
because in other words, I don't have a brand or a platform powerful enough to cause something to trend like that on its own. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So if if where I'm at on the in the scheme of things, if I'm generating this kind of traffic, you cannot possibly tell me this is not trending worldwide. So there's no doubt they're scrubbing it. Yeah. Zero doubt. That's maybe the easiest buy call we've had so far this year is that. Yeah. Remember what I've told you in the past 12 years at the Des Moines Register and the overt bias uh, you know, here in town, you know, just a, a, a ongoing year long saga of trans uh, meet the latest transgender. Uh, that overt bias is is more out front than ever before. But the number one way bias sustains itself and continues to sustain itself is this. Just, you don't exist. That is what I've said for years. It's it's not what they tell you that's the bias. Mm-hmm. All people are sinful, but not all people are dumb. Most of you know when something's not right. If you're thinking right. It's what they don't tell you. And that's what I figured out early in my career is my greatest power as a conservative media personality was not contrary to my own ego, my ability to have an innate God-given talent for articulation and eloquence and persuasion. That's what I wanted it to be. And then I learned, um, Han Solo's right, we're having delusions of grandeur here. The real power is that I could put our people on the air that they wouldn't be covered anywhere else. When conservative legislators were getting screwed in the Republican caucus and the local news would never let right. them talk because you're not allowed to attack the Republican Party from the right. It's, right. Not, it's verboten. When I put them on and 65,000 people every afternoon on WHO radio, which in a state of 3 million is one hell of a huge audience. Right. When I put them on, poop hit the fan. That was the power I had. It wasn't my ability to articulate in soliloquy as much as I love to hear myself talk. It was my ability and my to give you the chance to yeah. talk for the audience to hear what you thought. Yeah. That Bill, was the power that Bill I Murray had. And Day. I'm not playing by your rules anymore. That's right. All right. You done? Yep. Okay, cool. A equals A says elderly euthanasia will be institutionalized by the upcoming millennial generation. The phrase, quote unquote, duty to die will become a mantra in our culture. Buy all of that. And the only reason I would sell is is the idea that we would wait as long Honest, until yeah. wait for your generation to do it. But I'll, I'll totally buy. That's one of the messages that's being sent right yep. now. In the, the United Kingdom, the statist wants you to know. They're telling you. It, <laughs> as we've said all week, it's not about costs. They could let Alfie go. They could have let him go a week ago, weeks ago, to another hospital, another country. The Vatican is its own country. So if you count the Vatican and Italy, two separate nations have offered to take him in. Their lawyers aren't marching into court. The the medical system's lawyers, they're not doing this for free. What do you think their retainers are? Then there's the taxpayer cost of the judges and the hearings, the bailiffs, all the ceremonial aspects that it takes to pull off a court of law. This isn't about cost at all. It's about control. And the message being sent here is, if we will do this to this beautiful baby boy who has now survived more than 40 hours since they, they started to starve him and deny him oxygen. This is barbaric. 
We're not we're not even having the argument anymore. Well, do we pull the plug on somebody whose brain can't function on their He has survived for 40 hours at the time we're recording this. 23 months and they're starving him and denying him oxygen. They're Aztecs throwing him into the no, volcano, no doubt. Steve. That's exa- that is such a good analogy. We would have hung. We have hung people for less than what the UK's public officials are doing to this boy. Rightly so. We've put people in front of firing squads. And, 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 juries have said firing squad for you for less than what they're doing to this child. Better days. And so the message being sent here is, if we're doing this to this beautiful baby boy, what are we going to do to you, the infirm, the disabled, or you on the wrong side of history that we don't want to have to put up with anymore? This is about demonic power and control. And since I'm, I sat here for the last few years and have said, hey, tone down some of the, the, the nuclear option rhetoric. Not everything is an existential conflict. Because most of the time we want to use that about Trump's wars with CNN or vice versa. Which in the grand scheme of things don't have anything to do with anything in life that matters to anybody except the people involved making money off of you either way. And in an hour you're going to forget whatever Exactly, because it'll be something else we'll, we'll nuclearize over. <laughs> yes, some other, some other content item a CNN producer got from a sub forum on Reddit that Trump feels he must respond to. Now, this now is when you do go nuclear. This now is when you up the... One of my Worldview students asked me in my class this past week, Steve, when do, Paul, the same Paul who says, have a merciful answer, says this to Timothy. A gentle answer turns away wrath, right? Is the same Paul that looks at the heretic. Is it Philos is where he says this? He says to, says to him, you are a son of the devil. How do we reconcile those two things? When do we know when it's a time for a gentle answer to turn away wrath? And when do we just grab a jawbone of an ass and start swinging? Now. Now's when you do that. Now. Not over some killer CNN meme. Not because Jim Acosta's a hack. Yep. Not because Robert Mueller exceeded his mandate again. Just fire his ass and let's just all be done with this sham of an independent counsel to begin with. I've gone from defending the guy's character to now, I frankly don't care if Trump finds a janitor at the Department of Justice to fire Mueller's ass tomorrow. The whole thing's a sham. That's my view of it now. Whatever Mueller's record was prior to this is without question. And his record, that the way this has gone, is also without question. And it's bad. And it's no no heroes, only villains. None of that stuff is worth losing relationships over, losing friends over, losing a job over, alienating a loved one over. But that doesn't mean there aren't things worthy of that. Jesus said for this, I didn't come into this world to bring peace, but a sword. Pitting mother against daughter, father against son, brother against brother. In other words, when it's of existential, eternal importance, then we absolutely start naming names and taking names. That's when we do it. And this is one of those times. We cannot allow the devil to believe he can, and I'm not using that term lightly. This is demonic. 
You've heard, if you give a mouse a cookie, if you let the devil execute this boy in broad daylight, and then tomorrow we all move on to, I can't believe the Mueller probe has uh, subpoenaed Jared Kushner again and his financial records from Deutsche Bank. Hell is one. Shut down what's left. Find somewhere else to move to. No. Do not mistake my unwillingness to lose my poop or my career or my virtue to assuage Donald Trump's ego and his cultish minions. Do not mistake that to believe I've gone soft. Quite the contrary. I'm not out here looking to waste my my wad on stuff that will not matter in six months or a year. Or for eternity. Or for eternity. This does matter. This is the devil, a roaring lion, lion on the prowl, looking for whom he may devour. That's what this story is. And it's a hell of a lot more important than whose inauguration had more people. What somebody's approval ratings were. What the hell Kim Kardashian did last night. This is now when you say, you son of the devil. Now. Now is that time. I will also buy. All right. We got a few uh, statements about upcoming elections. Lord Jeffries says, Beto O'Rourke beats Ted Cruz. Sell, but it will be closer than people are, are claiming. Sell. All right. Uh, Bill Carlisle says, despite losing the Utah State Convention to a conservative challenger, Romney will resoundingly win the Utah Republican primary for Senate. Uh, there's Bye. a little doubt. Yeah. Bye. All right. And Daniel J. Beeman says, Todd's going to love this. Ted Cruz runs for president in 2024. 2020. Sell. I think Ted Cruz would like to run for president in 2024. Um, why? After everything that's happened, why? Um, I think that's a question you should ask him. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you had a gut instinct. Well, I know the answer that he would give, which is everything I was just uh, ranting about a few minutes ago. That That's the answer that he would give. But... I'm not somebody's press agent, so I think that's a question to ask him. Um, I think he might be vice president. I think he'll be in a cabinet. I, I just, he's a smart guy. And I think. I'm going to say sell for now, although I, I was tempted to use my hold because there's a lot of variables to this. Yes. I mean, if, if what Daniel, who is our most accomplished, consistent, recognized, authoritative analyst here at CR. He is forecasting a 1974-like disaster for Republicans in the House. I mean, he's talking 50 to 80 seats he thinks they could lose. How many are we up right now? Do you remember? How many are there? I know it's an old habit, but I think it's about Uh, 24. Mm -hmm. Is it something like that, Aaron? Yeah, between 20 and 30, last I remember. Um, if that happens, you're absolutely going to have an impeachment. No doubt. 
there's no way the Democratic base is going to come out of a wave like that and say, well, I guess now we just kind of sit here and play it safe until we win the White House back in 20... No, do you, do you, I think the people executing this little baby boy in broad daylight are going to suddenly show re- political restraint. Mm, no, they're, they're going to think we got the wind at our backs, baby. Maybe we can get maybe we get to hang Trump now, too. I mean, we're going to win that many seats. Public's with us on this. And I, I, I just think there's so many variables of what the political system could look like in 2024. That it's more likely he won't run than, than he will. And what those percentages are, I don't know. And that, my answer could change a year from now if the election this fall doesn't go the way people think. Then I think the odds of Cruz running for president in 2024 go astronomically higher. All right, Jennifer Gilbert says 50 years from now, women's sports will be 20% transgender. How many years from now? 50 I'll sell. It's the same thing with the. It's the same thing with homosexuality. Is I, you know we're going to do the census debate on uh, and the, or the census is going to include the data on uh, homosexual couples that are married. And I'm going to tell you right now when we get the numbers of people that are actually formally married, not cohabitating, living together, mm-hmm. but went through the process of finding some heretic in a pulpit to marry them or uh, uh, or some pagan uh, off you know you know. Uh, officer of the peace, you know, to do it. I think you're going to be flabbergasted how low those numbers are. How few homosexual, particularly homosexual males, especially the males. I think you'll be flabbergasted. First of all, you're only talking about two and a half percent of the population to begin with, according to the CDC. So we're not talking about that many people that we're changing our entire way of life to accommodate, number one. And then I think within a fraction of that fraction well, you'll be uh, you'll be astonished at how low the numbers are, particularly among homosexual men that are actively and actually "quote unquote" married. Now, do I think we are going to see men who are going to try and game the system and say, you know, you can make a lot of money being a female athlete, and it's not as much money as the as the men make, but you know, I can't compete with the men. I probably can compete with the women. And, you know, so do I think you'll see a few scam artists like that attempt to take advantage of the system? Yes. Oh, it's happened already. One in five. And it's already happening, yeah. But systemically, the, the number's that high? No, I don't think you'll see that. Because there's far less stigmatizing surrounding homosexuality. And we haven't seen it with that. So I, I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell because by that time, sports will be outlawed as paternalistic and individualistic yeah. enterprises Todd that wins. do not yeah. advance the progressive state. You win. Yeah. I should just give next. You answer first. You time. know what we should do after each one of these buy, sell, hold episodes? We should put out a poll on Twitter to see who won. People can With, vote. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oregon Redskin says it's only April of 2018. September and October will be crazier than the last seven to nine months combined. Count on it. Bye. Count on it. Sure. That's what I've been saying for years now. We just had this conversation last week. I mean, we're, we're not even uh, May 1. We've got porn stars hounding the president that he was paid hush money to. We've got Playboy Playmates. And I mean, the stuff we're talking about right now, Michael Cohen's house and off, or his office is getting raided and all of his uh, private client attorney uh, information with the president of the United States now in the hands of the U.S. Attorney of the Southern District of New York. 
Yeah. We haven't burnt down a college campus in for a while. That's going to start happening again. Oh, I mean, yeah. what's Ben Shapiro doing this summer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that seems to be their reaction. Yeah. Hey, Ben, you can't come here. You can't. It, it, I love this notion that Shapiro and uh, Crowder and these guys cause violence and unrest on our campus when we preemptively light ourselves on fire before you arrive. I mean, it seems to me you're enough of a danger to yourself, Joe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Eric says, if Trump impeached, Pence would end up having a less conservative record in the White House than Trump. Bye. Yep. I think Pence would have, if Trump was impeached, it'd be like George W. Bush again, uh, a lot more dignity, a lot more class less conservative and we'd all be told that we had to put up with it and align with Pence and cover for him because so much is at stake after Trump's impeachment we can't it'd be like the old arguments about the Iraq war we had and it'd be the it would just be the Bush years all over again I, I yeah absolutely that's 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 the frustrating thing about Trump is is he is often well more often than we expected doing the stuff that we've been wanting a Republican in his position to do for many, many years. He just creates the most collateral damage possible before doing it. Yep. What he said, except I'm not so sure about more dignity. Maybe more. I mean, this, he's soft, soft man. Dignity. Well, you're right. You're right about that, too. We often conflate soft with and weak with dignity in this day. Dignity tends to mean, are you willing to let me walk all over you with a stiff upper right. lip? That's that's what we call dignity nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Gregory says, Avengers Infinity War exceeds $202 million domestic opening weekend. Total uh, earned by Black Panther earlier this year. So it's going to have a better opening weekend than Black Panther. Uh, buy. I would buy that, yeah. Because Black Panther got kind of better as it kind of had that. Yeah, I don't know that it will have the staying power that Black Panther did because it's a more competitive time of year. You know, and I think that's another reason why they moved it up a week. They had a great excuse of, well, we're moving it up a week because it's opening globally this Friday and we don't want spoilers. Well, that happens a lot. It's a great excuse. I think the real reason they opened it up a week is because Black Panther is still on a first run in theaters as we speak. And and it, what happened is they they released it at the perfect time. Is Black Panther had no competition from genre movie fans for two months, and Avengers is going to have you know Star Wars coming up here in a few weeks Memorial Day weekend. So I think it was another reason why they moved it up a week. Uh, so I don't know that it will have the staying power, but I think it will open even bigger than Black Panther. Bye. All right, uh, one last one in the main section of buy sell hold. Uh, you will. By Gridiron Champions in 2020. What? What is it? It's Gridiron Champions is a game that um, they're trying to create another college football game. Yeah. So, but it's not going to be licensed. But there's going to be there's just happens to be like 129 teams on there, and you know if you feel like it, you can. It's oh, a video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fully customizable too. So you know if if you happen to stumble upon a know, roster file, a, a you can roster put all the rosters and the team yeah, logos and everything just, in there. Just accidentally. This is where we need a don't. Care this is category. why. This is why I'm going to sell. Because. I, the the Condi Rice thing today, mm-hmm. the Commission on College Basketball, I think is going to speed up a lot more of these yep. reforms at the NCAA. Yep. I think, you know, we talked last week about Vince McMahon was going to launch this new league, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
a bunch of people that are in most favored yep. nation status with the NFL suddenly can launch a whole new league. Yep. In, in seven months. And Michael Vick's coming back to Atlanta to be the offensive coordinator. Yes. What I think is, is over at the EA, off, EA offices, they're looking at this and saying, time to go back to the NCAA and have this rights fee conversation again. Yep. And I'm and so I think they're going to try to head that game off. Yep. And I will predict NCAA football yeah. from EA Sports will actually return at about that time, if not a year ahead of time in 2019. From rather your than, lips, rather than giving away this market. Do you know how many, there are still people? I just did it last year. I'm going to do it again this summer. Yep. There are still people oh, yeah. that are sharing yep. updated roster files for the last NCAA yep. game from 2014. Yep. It's just that the, as time goes on, though, like the stadiums kind of get outdated. Yeah, the graphics I wanna, aren't as good. You're right. Well, yeah, but I don't really care about the overall graphics. But it's like, you know, I kind of want to have the Kinnick Stadium North End Zone. And now done. you can't play a playoff. Right. And, and you know, the right. first couple of years in the playoff was still new. That wasn't a big deal yeah. that you were still playing the BCS. Yep. But now that we're going into the year five of the playoff, it's kind of embedded in the psyche and it just yep. kind of feels weird. Yep. That's why I don't, I'm, I'm a believer in the motivation EA. of money. EA is not going to let another company come in. And even with an inferior product, grab hold of some of their yeah. and their audience. It, they're gonna they're gonna figure out we gotta we gotta get back e, in the market. And EA, this even if it does get off the, I, I love it and I might I might play it. EA has spent a couple of decades perfecting the mechanics in their game, mm-hmm. or supposedly perfecting. This is not something you just get right right off the bat either. So it's gonna be terrible. I think it's probably gonna be terrible even if that does get off the ground. Um, but EA can basically hit copy and paste, make a few updates, and boom, you're you know you're shipping in six months or whatever. So, yeah, from your lips to God's ears, I really hope that happens. All right, I uh, had a listener a few weeks ago by the name of Edward Hyde send me a Word document, and on this Word document, Edward attempted to codify the dude code. Into Ten Commandments. Nice. Complete with Old English translation. (laughs) Now, I'm a little bit nervous bringing this up because I don't know if it's just the the rule, the, the commandments themselves, or the fact that it's in Old English. Some of them are a little bit difficult to understand. But we're gonna play this as we did with all of the other, all the other list games that we played on Buy, Sell, or Hold. Um, you know, in 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 the Bible, the order in which things are listed is important, and so we're going to go from the first commandment to the tenth commandment. Um, and Does then, he believe that though? The writer of this? I, I don't know if he knows that, but we are going to we are going to evaluate it on. This is the most important one. Do you buy, sell, hold? Do you buy, sell, hold? Where it is? You know that that same type of of approach that we've used for other lists. Uh, we're going to do that for this, and then at the end, there's like. There's like three. There's three more commandments. It's douchetastic debauchery. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. So we'll start with the first commandment. Thou shalt not hoe thy brother's hoe. Um. Can we reword that maybe? <laughs> How about? I used to phrase the dude code officially phrases it this way: never rub another man's rhubarb. Do you like that one better? I'm lost already. <laughs> What's after this? If this is number one, 
I mean, don't go after another dude's chick, I think is what yeah. it's trying to say. I know, yeah. but that's yeah. number one. I don't the think dude code? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think his dude code might be revoked after this, but we'll see. Well, let me see. You know though, if it's, it's not number big. 1, it's in the top 2 or 3. Yeah. It's it's absolutely in the top 2 or 3. All right? So with the with with a, a provision to reword it to something a little um, less a, a little less incendiary, yeah. uh, like never rub another man's rhubarb. Uh I I I don't know that I'd put it number 1, but it would be in my top 3. I know, but you're big on this. Let me ask you it this way and see if you hold, because I'm not raising a son. I have thoughts, very clear thoughts on what I would be doing, but I'm not. You, your son is 10, if memory serves, 11. right? 11, 11 okay. Yeah. But, yeah, you get to that one and you get to be pretty quick, but before the chick thing comes in, you're teaching him solid man things before that. That's why I don't think this can be number one. I mean, the first dude, real dude thing you taught him had nothing to do with chicks. So if you're saying that the dude code needs to be like the Ten Commandments and there's a first That's tablet. That's what he was saying. And a second tablet, right? Okay. So there's a little bit, it's a little bit like, what's this, is thou shall not murder is the first commandment in the second tablet, correct? Uh, yes. But but you're unlikely to obey that first commandment of the second tablet mm-hmm. if you ignore the, fir- the f- opening tablet. So that's why I asked: Is he writing? If we don't it this learn, way? if we don't learn honor and accountability amongst ourselves as dudes, the likelihood we will Correct. we will treat each other's women with any semblance of dignity. Correct. Drop. I'm just working this out. Okay, that's I'm trying why to I think asked you, you the through question. this. With I you. knew you would if I asked. You I think the you got a good point, so I'm going to sell on that. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Second commandment belongs on the list, just not that high. Second commandment: Thou shalt give thy brother every grace undeserved. The benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for translating <laughs> yeah. that. Um, now, I'm a total depravity guy. I wouldn't even make, put that in the dude code. Yeah. No. In fact, if you know dudes, if, you, if, if you're a dude, then you know dudes probably deserve less yeah. benefit of the doubt than you typically would offer. No, we say, no, you deserve a swirly just on principle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. It's, it, it's a little bit It's a little bit like there's a great story in Bo Schembechler's autobiography about his first year coaching. And the guy who's now the voice of Michigan football, Jim Branstetter, was a young offensive lineman. And Bo gave up a blocked punt in, in, in the game. And he thought he was convinced watching the game that Branstetter had missed the block. And he just destroys Branstetter on the sidelines in the middle. Yanks him then on Monday at training table in front of the whole team, calls him out again. And uh, after later in the day, one of his assistant coaches who had just watched the film comes up to Bo and says, uh, hey, Bo just broke down the film and it actually wasn't Branstetter who missed that block. And Bo was like, crap, All right. I guess I'll go up, you know, I'll say something to him. So since he called him out in front of the team, he figured he had to apologize to him in front of the team, you know, and he goes into the locker room as they're getting dressed for practice and the whole team's there. And he goes, all right, Branstetter, it's been, apparently the film says it wasn't your fault. You're not the one that missed the block. And Branstetter, you know, he's still a young guy and he starts getting, you know, kind of, yeah, I told you it wasn't me. And then Bo looks at him and says, but I'm not apologizing to your sorry ass because I'm pretty sure if I go back and watch that film again, I'm going to find something else that you screwed up. So we're just going to call it even right here. <laughs> All right? And that's how you operate. If the dude, if a fellow if a fellow bro is not guilty of this offense, count on the fact he's likely guilty of another Very you're soon. not yeah. one you're not yet aware of. So no, you don't give him the benefit of the doubt. No. 
Shouldn't be even be on the list. Um, we're going to skip number three because it doesn't make any sense. It's just a sentence fragment. Uh, number four. This one's actually pretty good. Speak uh, speaketh only of what thee care for, and speak not of what is not known to thee. Oh, totally buying that yeah. one. Yeah. Is that pretty much shut your hole and know your role? Yeah, is much. that what yeah. I heard? Mm-hmm. Hit yeah. your weight. Yeah. 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 Uh, number five. Like one of the things I said in my worldview class this past week, I looked at the ladies and said, "You're going to need to learn this. To, you need to learn this about guys. No guy, no matter what their belief system is, no matter how old they are, no guy wants to admit that another guy knows more about chicks and sports than they do. Period. And all the ki- all the all the guys in the class are like, "Yeah, that's pretty much true." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there is there is a out clause on that to some degree. I mean, it's, and the older you get, yeah, you get locked in, dude up, get done what needs to be done. But we are all allowed to have the the certain the fetish. Like when he goes big, he goes bigger. Go home on this one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there it, it it's not a hundred percent true thing. I mean, really, there's some things we're just like, yeah, he. He's spectacularly outrageous on that thing. That's that it. It's paradoxical. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Commandment five: Eagerly give thyself to thy man's request, and in all goodness let humility and discretion guide thee. So do favors. I gotta be honest. Okay. You you lost me at eagerly give thyself to thy man's request. Yeah. What in the uh, world is that? Like, do I think you might have the wrong podcast, bro? Okay. <laughs> And we're doing this from Iowa, not NoCal. All right. So yeah. have we vetted who sent this? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go negatory. Okay. Because it is a dude code violation. Whatever is said after that phrasing yeah. is irrelevant. You are immediately swirled. Immediately, I love how I told you about this. I, did, I rarely for even tell you uttering I, that. I rarely tell you what we're actually going to do for buy sell hold. But I told you about this one, and you were kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. No, this is like still haven't found what I'm looking for all yeah. over again. Yeah, we are. It's like we are, um, this podcast is like Groundhog Day list. for you. I'm this gonna, list sucks. I'm melt down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't listen to this one. Then this is commandment number six: Thou shalt not be a man ho. Treat thy compliments with dignity. Don't be a gardening tool. Um... Yeah, he seems to have a thing for hoe. So he's a department store Santa? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Um, Sometimes we get letters saying, thank you for bringing me to Christ. Other times we get letters <laughs> like this. I can imagine the letters I'm going to be getting after this. Yeah. Uh, I think what he's trying to say is don't be a... Uh, uh, just don't a hedonist, a player. Is that what he's? I, I kind of got that he, he was maybe saying. Yes, uh, right? is. I speak jive. Yeah. The, yeah. What language is this? I think this he was trying sounds... to say take learn how to take a compliment. All right. Th- this sounds like a guy who has too much time on. His no, hands. Steve trying to rescue the... this. He's not giving up, man. I'm the last person to talk about. I, I just turn in my NFL draft predictions to no one. So I'm the last guy <laughs> to criticize someone else for having too much time on their hands. Uh, but um, this sounds like, you know, this sounds like some Mennonite who who watched Yo! MTV raps once 
and is is trying to channel his like you know inner urban dictionary. It's just very awkward. Like like the expression, and then put it in old it's, English uh-huh. so it has some austerity. It's like the one Asian guy in uh, in Better Off Dead that learned to speak English by listening to Howard Cosell. <laughs> Yes. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get through the rest of these. Uh, Commandment 7, let thy brothers, and it's spelled B-R-O-T-H apostrophe R-S, let thy brother's reputation fare well at thy demise, and let it not be bid farewell on T-H apostrophe, watch thy keep. I just think, you know what, I I think this guy is just too smart for us. I don't don't know what that means. I do like the use of the old English uh, apostrophes there, though. Yeah. Not quite as glorious as Trump's spontaneous excla- uh, uh, or quotation marks around words that don't need quotation marks. I just love that. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I feel of, like I'm reading Chaucer, some, and I didn't understand yeah, it then. Some actually. form of Yoda and Old English. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna sell. I think from here. Nice. I th- yeah, I think I think I'm selling on this. You know what though? Points for effort. Yeah, A for effort. A for effort. We should codify the dude code. This yep. is this should be like Steven Crowder uh, has his mug club. Uh, ben Shapiro has his leftist tears uh, tumbler thing. We should have a nice plaque of the Ten Commandments of the Dude Code that we send new subscribers that's a good idea except I don't know what the women would well no they that, that they can give I would to think the, they might yeah. be the man. most interested yeah. in the dude yes. code give if it you know to the saying. man in their life put yeah. it, you know hang it up in their man cave for them let them know what's up there you go that's what we should do so this wasn't a complete loss no if, if you know what we're gonna get this way you inspired us who yeah. was it again um, Edward, I don't know if I want to say his name after after all we've said about him, but uh, his name, his first name is Edward. Edward, you have inspired us. Yes. And even though the effort maybe didn't quite live up to what we had hoped. Just over our heads. Yes. You're just too smart for us, and we appreciate your commitment to codifying this key, uh, the, this key tool in the evolution of the human species uh, into law. And so at some future date, we will give you credit for inspiring us to finally formalize this once and for all. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. All right, final thoughts. Todd, go. Uh, pray for Alfie Evans and uh, pray for this entire world. Nothing short of that is going to cut it. Aaron. Yeah. Um, work out your faith with fear and trembling. Remember that God is sovereign, uh, but also remember that, as he tells us in Micah 6, 8, um, we are to um, do justice and love mercy. How we do those things at the same time is often um, that's 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 kind of our that's kind of our role as as Christians in working out our faith, um, loving uh, you know doing justice and loving mercy. Um, that's that's what we are called to do. And so again, I would repeat: work out your faith with fear and trembling. If you haven't done so yet, please click uh, like on your podcasting uh, platform. That The more of you that do that, the more people that end up seeing that and subscribe. If you've got time to leave us a positive review today, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Thank you to all of you that have both or done both of those things already. We really appreciate you. We are back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. 